Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Murder and Mediumship. And I am so, I don't want to say excited because that feels inappropriate, but I am, this this case is a little bit different. And I'm going to tell you why. About a year ago, just before COVID became just an entirely new lifestyle for this country and the rest of the world, I was on TikTok and I had started doing missing person cases and I was not prepared for the energy level that it was going to be. Number one, I was pregnant. Number two, I was exhausted. And number three, I didn't realize how draining it was going to be if I wasn't taking the proper measures. And someone from Berea, Kentucky asked me about this girl from her hometown named Brooklyn Farthing. Now, the video is no longer on my TikTok because I took all of the murder mystery stuff down until I could get a better handle on how to use energy properly and how to um, do that without really exhausting myself. So I was asked about Brooklyn Farthing and it was so, okay, so let me give you the rundown. I was asked to feel into her disappearance by someone on TikTok, and I remember this one because of the incredibly vivid imagery that I received with it. So I don't always remember what I feel into. If I have a reading with you, it's very possible that I forget everything that I said until something in the reader in the reading triggers what it was that we were talking about, and it's usually when something comes up twice, which is a good thing. So a few weeks ago, I was watching Investigation Discovery, and just a little backstory on me. I have three children, five and under. My life is chaos. I don't remember the last time I watched any kind of television for myself. It's not very common that I watch anything that isn't like Sesame Street or like Blippi or anything like that. So I was watching Investigation Discovery, and it was the show uh, Disappeared. I think, are still missing. That's what it was, still missing. And the very first episode was about Brooklyn Farthing. And I thought, oh my God, this is absolutely crazy. There's so much that they talk about in there that just seemed so familiar to me. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh my God, I felt into this case. I've seen things about this case. So looking into this again, was an easy no-brainer. I had a couple of other people ask about it, and this is the story of Brooklyn Farthing. On June 21st, 2013, Brooklyn attended a party with some of her cousins and friends. Now, her cousins were her friends, friends were her cousins, whatever, small town life. If you didn't grow up in a small town, this may make no sense to you whatsoever. But Brooke, as her family and friends called her, went to this party and was supposed to catch a ride home with her cousins, but they had decided to leave. And since there were other friends of Brooks there, she was just going to get a ride with one of them and she was going to crash with her girlfriend for the night. She had even packed an overnight bag. She's 18 years old. This is right after graduation. Like it really wasn't a big deal. It was a totally normal kind of thing. It was like a big fire and there were lots of people there. It's the kind of thing like I remember the first place that I ever had a drink was at um, outside of someone's barn around a fire, like super small town stuff, like using the cornfield as like your bathroom and that kind of thing. Um, Cue the banjos. So she went to this, this party, this bonfire. It was the end of the school year. It was her last year of high school. And she was having a really good time. But the friend that she went to the party with, whose name has not been made public, she 
ended up getting to an argument with her evidently about a boy. So again, if you go go watch that special on investigation discovery, there's no reason to go over all of this with a fine tooth comb because there's so much information out there that other people have already divulged. Anyway, Brooklyn noticed a boy from her class was having a hard time and he was really sick and also needed a ride home. So she found a ride from someone whose first name is Josh, whose last name I will not share, but you can find him all over the internet if you Google suspects. And they they caught a ride home from him. So here's the thing. He was a little bit older than everybody there. And there were reports that he wasn't really drinking as much as the other people there either. So he took Brooke and her friend back to her friend's house, dropped the friend off who needed the ride, and then drove Brooke back to his house on Dillon Court in Berea, Kentucky. Now, while he was there, it's worth noting that that house was in the beginning stages of foreclosure. So the house being in foreclosure actually had no running water or electricity. And can you imagine being an 18-year-old tiny little thing who is in this house with someone she barely knows because I don't think I mentioned she and she had met Josh before, who was a friend of her ex-fiancé's. Now, Josh brought her back there. She was going to crash there for a few hours and he would take her home in the morning. Now, like I said, there's no electricity, so it's dark in there. So she texted her ex-fiance and she said, hey, I'm not really comfortable. Basically explains to him that she's she's not feeling like safe there. Could he come get her? And she's, he says, well, I'm at work. I won't be off until like five o'clock. Can I come get you then. She says, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Take your time. I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I'm just, it doesn't feel right to me, basically. So, and this isn't like verbatim. So he stops communicating with her because she says that she's okay. Now, at one point she had texted him that she was scared, right? And then at another point, like I think it was a couple hours later, she says, hey, I'm going to a party in Rockville County, which is like 30 to 45 minutes away from where she was right there. And this is 5.30 in the morning. No one's going to a party at 5.30 in the morning in the middle of nowhere, right? Like that's the time that, especially in a farm town, that people are getting up to tend to their cows, um, do whatever they're doing. I mean, doing farmer things, right? They're tending to their sheep, tending to their cows, doing whatever it is that you do really in the morning as a farmer. Um, maybe hitting the road to get to work, whatever it is like that, but you're certainly not going to a party half an hour away when you don't have a ride, okay? So her ex-fiance receives a text saying, I'm going to a party at Rockville in Rockville County. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. Okay, so he evidently doesn't worry about it. And by this time, Brooke's family is starting to panic like she didn't meet a friend of hers at a car show she was supposed to meet. This isn't like her. She's usually very much in touch with everybody. What is going on? What is going on? And her sister, her older sister, finds out whose house she was in, is able to obtain his phone number and calls him. And she's like, what is going on? Like, where's Brooklyn? I guess you were the last person to see her. She was at your house. And he said, yeah, she left. She went to a party. Um... At like 5.30, it was really, really weird. I don't really know where she went. Okay, so he had evidently 
left the house, left her alone in the dark house with no electricity, no running water, all by herself at a place she had never been, and went to, quote, tend the horses. And then when he came back around 7, 7.30, there was a fire on the couch. The couch was on fire and Brooklyn was gone, but her shoes and her overnight bag and her purse were still there. Not strange at all, right? So he calls her older sister back and he says, actually, this is so weird and I I don't really know what to do. I'm scared. There was a fire and last I knew she was sitting on the couch smoking and now the couch was on fire and she's gone. So the couch is actually the only thing to have burned with exception to a small piece of flooring underneath the couch. It was the only thing on fire and it was burnt all the way down to the frame. Not strange at all, right? So no one has been arrested in this case so far. She is gone. She's disappeared completely. No one can find her. And there has been speculation that she was um, like kidnapped and put into a sex trafficking ring. There are, I believe, a dozen girls who look similar to her, like light hair, um, smaller framed girls who have gone missing in that area. Well, this person who whose house she was at, was actually just recently arrested on child pornography charges. Um, And remember with a child, that could still be like a late teen. And it's still going to say children because we don't have any information on that. And I'm not saying that that excuses it or makes it any different. But what I'm saying is she was just 18. Okay, so trying to make that connection there. So essentially what this comes down to is she's gone. He's the last one to see her. He's not saying anything. It feels like this is the kind of thing in a small town. Someone's got to know something, right? What is, where's the boyfriend? Why hasn't he been involved in this? What don't we know? What hasn't been released? So feeling into this, like I did over a year ago on TikTok, it's kind of, this is what I see. What I see is that he brought her back to the home. She had sobered up. She had explained to her ex that she had sobered up. And that's probably why she was so scared. What I'm seeing is that he was in the bedroom in the back and that there's just a mattress on the floor in there. That he is pacing around. He keeps popping his head out. He's acting really strange. And that's why she texts her ex that she's scared. He's talking about He's he's like talking about inappropriate things and he's he's not being very forward with her. He's acting a little strange. So she texts her ex that she's scared. And I believe by the time that the next text was sent about never mind, I'm okay. I don't believe that that was her. I believe, as many others do, and remember, after I determine what it is that I see and feel about this case, I then go and see what else has been put out there. I research the case and I will put it all together like this so that you guys get the details before you get what I see. So you know what everyone else knows. And what I see is that this character assaulted her on the couch. And I believe that she hit her head on the frame of the couch. It was a really ratty, shitty old couch. And I will post a picture of it in the Patreon, actually. And that couch was burnt to the frame. It was the only thing that caught fire. Supposedly, he told police, well, she was smoking a cigarette there, but then she was gone. But she ran away without her boots. That doesn't make any sense, right? So in my mind's eye, what I'm seeing is that he accidentally killed her. He did not mean to. I think that he panicked and he set the couch on fire and figured he could tell police that she burnt it with a cigarette. 
However, I also believe that he panicked and realized that it wouldn't be, it wouldn't make sense that she died in the fire because number one, I think she had marks on her body that were not um, conclusive. They weren't conclusive is the wrong word. I'm sorry. They didn't go with with fire being the cause of death. It wouldn't have made sense. I believe that she was more than likely strangled. And I also believe that he loaded her up into his pickup truck, which feels like a rusted old truck, like maybe like a silver or a white, something light in color. And I think he drove her down through the woods. I think he burnt the couch because there was DNA evidence there, both his and hers. And I see him loading her into the truck and taking her down to an area that is mostly woods and mostly water. It feels like a lot of driving. And it feels like that would be the reason that her phone last pinged half an hour away in um, on Blue Lick Road or out in Blue Lick area. Um, I think that that's where he left her and her cell phone. And I believe that Knowing about the area later, after feeling into it, what I saw was water, like a pond or something in the woods in a very wet area, like marshy, swampy, wet, backwoods kind of, you would have to really know about where you're going and be familiar with the area, which if you're someone who hunts or or fishes or just grew up in the country, there's a lot of back areas you're going to know about, especially if you have a lot of land where you have like horses to tend to. So He tells the world that he's tending to his horses, but really that amount of time is when he's taking her body and he's, quote, disposing of her. I don't like saying it that way, but that's essentially what he was doing. I believe that he kind of covered her the best he could with a shovel and with some like muddy area. But from what I understand about this area, there's a lot of sinkholes. And after learning that, I think that the pond may be more of like an area near a sinkhole. And that's where he left her knowing that it wouldn't be long before either A, animals got to her or B, she was consumed by that area and she wouldn't be found. Um, I do believe that the reason that he had to kind of get rid of her in that way was because he thought that she would be an easy target, being that she was drunk, but she wasn't as drunk as he thought that she was. And when she fought back, he wasn't anticipating that. Um, I also feel that there's like a larger operation going on and that while it could have been some sort of trafficking, she was not taken because she fought back and because she was accidentally killed. Um, As far as Whether or not she'll be found, like I said, I don't feel that she will be, at least not in whole, maybe in part, but she was left in an area where the elements and animals could easily get to her, unfortunately. And I also feel that she was far enough away and through enough like brush and off of some bad areas, like more difficult to traverse kind of areas that she won't be easy to get to by someone hiking, um, I do still want to say, though, I know she has an active page on the Charlie Project that is um, an organization that helps find missing people. And if you want to go check out 
the page that they have on her that would be worth doing. And I will also post a link to a source where you can leave any information that you have about her disappearance. I do believe that he was the only person involved, but I don't think that he is the only one who knows about it. And by involved, I mean physically he was the only one involved. I think that others know. And I actually feel like there's three others who know what happened um, because they had to be privy to it for one, the trafficking, and two, maybe it's not even trafficking. It's more like um, like connected to the possession of child pornography charges. Um I do feel that they will get justice for her. It will be admitted because I think it's going to be used as leverage in court for lesser charges and something else. And I, I do think that we will know what happened to her, but I'm not positive that we will find her. Um, so if you have any information, head to the Patreon and the links will be posted there. The links will be posted in the show notes of where to take any information to. And if you have any recommendations of cases you would like me to feel into, please feel free to email them to me or to leave them on um, my Instagram page. And you guys, stay safe out there. <laughs>